The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Or can we kick off um, with a question about planting now? What trees can I plant now to give a nice autumn colour? I like leaf and flower colour, so what should I choose? I have a large garden with plenty ah. of space. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Well, look at, at first of all, Anton, the weather conditions are absolutely brilliant for planting. So we've got light, lots of moisture and perfect planting temperatures at the moment. But for autumn colour, the first tree that that comes to my mind is liquid amber. And as the name suggests, it's got this beautiful amber colour as we come into September, October, November. Liquid amber will make a tree of about 20 feet, 25 feet. So it's ideal for a medium or large garden. Anything in the Acer family, so Acer rubrum or Acer autumn blaze, again, as the name suggests, turns this beautiful green leaves to bright autumn scarlet colours as we come into September. There's a lovely shrub or medium-sized shrub or large tree called Cornus Cusa, which again changes colour as we come into autumn. So as we get into the cooler temperatures, many green trees take on that beautiful autumn colours. Also, you've got colour from stem colour, bark colour. So I'm thinking of Himalayan birch, which produces a beautiful white bark through the winter and spring. You can see that colour, you know, right through autumn and winter. But also there's a lovely Acer maple called Acer grisium. And the the bark actually peels, Anton, on that particular maple. It's got a mahogany coloured bark, uh, stem and bark. And again, it gives fantastic colour. Red oaks would be good. And also remember, trees can give lovely fruit colour. So I'm thinking of plants like the malice, the, the ornamental crabs that are producing their fruit at the moment. Varieties like John Downey or Golden Hornish, which is beautiful red fruit in the autumn. So many fruiting trees are very attractive uh, as we come into the autumn kind of winter period. If you want something to flower through the autumn and winter, there's a lovely cherry called Prunus autumnalis, and it actually flowers in the autumn time. So lots of really good choices available at the moment. Another one says, I'm digging out the last of my British queen potatoes. I've, I've never Lovely. heard them described as British queen potatoes. Are they different yeah. to our own queen? So British queen potatoes. And I would like to advise, I'd like advice on what vegetables I can plant now for use in winter and early spring. Right. Well, a great again, a great time. If you're taking out any veg, be it British queens or any main crop potatoes, now is a perfect time to put in our autumn, winter and spring veg. So I'm thinking of spinach, Any of the lettuce varieties can still be planted at this time of year. You've got um, purple sprouting broccoli, which will be, if you plant it now, will be ready in spring of next year. All the winter cabbages, the savoy cabbages. There's a lovely small cabbage called pixie. It only grows, it's ideal for two people. So if you're limited in space, that's a really good variety. Um, Anything in the kale family. Also, Japanese onion sets, they'll be coming available in garden centres the first week of September. So Japanese onion sets, uh, shallots, they'll grow through the winter and spring period. And of course, garlic. This is the time of year we start planting garlic, Anton. And there's a lovely variety called elephant garlic, which produces huge bulbs, but with a very mild flavoured garlic. And they'll be ready as we come in. If you plant them now, they'll be ready in midsummer of next year. Radish and dwarf broad beans can be sown from seed at this time of year. So there's lots of herbs and vegetables that can be planted over the next couple of weeks. And of course, if you go with the garlic yourself, rather than buying it as partially dried, do you have all of the scapes then that you can use for pesto and garnish and everything else? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's such an easy crop to grow. Text saying, I'm ready to sow a new lawn in my new home. When is the best time to sow a new lawn and what preparation do I need to do? 
Okay, well, September is always recognised as one of the best periods, but it's more about weather conditions. And again, the weather conditions at the moment with the high moisture levels, it's perfect for sowing lawn seeds. So if you need to repair an area or sow an entirely new lawn, then we've got perfect, perfect weather conditions at the moment. So my advice really is just to dig over the soil that's there, take out any debris, any stones or bits of timber or any debris that's there, firm back the soil. You may need to add some composture to improve it and then put in a pre-seeding lawn fertilizer. So put in a fertilizer before you put on the lawn seed. A good quality lawn seed is one called green velvet, which is a blend of different grasses, predominantly dwarf creeping varieties, but they tolerate children and dogs and pets. So it's hard wearing, but at the same time, it's a very fine grass, one called green velvet. So get that on, rake it in, and you'll have actually have a really good lawn before we get into the depths of winter. So the weather conditions at the moment are absolutely pr- Superb for sowing new lawns. Now, can I ask on that, Porik? I eventually yeah. gave up. I had reseeded my lawn 975,000 times over the last five years. And a friend of mine is a gardener and I, I hired a service and said, look, will you lay a lawn? And he got one of those that rolls out like carpet Turf. and you go from yeah. zero to lawn in an afternoon. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Is that frowned upon? Not at all. I mean, it depends. As you know, Anton, from experience, that's an expensive way of sowing a new lawn. It is instant, but obviously you're paying for for the turf and and over a large area can be quite expensive. The sowing of seed is obviously better if you've got a quite a large area of lawn. But if you want an instant lawn, and again, the re-turfing of lawns or sowing of new lawns by putting turf down is, again, this is the time of year to do that. So if you've got the money to do it in the budget, then it's, you get an instant lawn, as you know. <laughs> but having said that... You should see what I, mean, I paid over the years on, on um, seeds that didn't take, Porik. I could have laid the turf nine times for the amount I spent on useless seeds. Uh, unrelated well, to, to lawns, we have a question asking, I have two rows of ash trees on either side of the driveway. Dieback is affecting some of them. Are they all going to die? Should I replace them all with laurel bushes? Yeah, I'd, I'd be inclined to replace them. There's no cure for ash dieback and, and it's it's quite evident right across the country and very, very destructive on our native ash. And they need to be removed, you, you know, so I would take them out. It's also going to be a danger, Anton. Lots of those ash trees that are overhanging driveways and uh, roadways those limbs are physically dying and the next storm we get, we're going to see some of those branches falling and becoming a nuisance. So my advice really is to, to look at them now and to prune them out wherever they're, they're, they're badly damaged. And what and is replant. dieback, Porik? Ash dieback is a disease that came into, it's a, it's a European disease that came into Ireland about 10 years ago. And it physically, it's a fungal disease that fa- effectively kills the tree over a number of years. So if you're driving at the moment, you'll notice in the hedgerows, trees that are completely bare of foliage. And that's our, our, our ash tree, our, our, the tree that we use for the hurleys. But unfortunately, right throughout the country, all ash trees are being affected by ashback disease. There's no control for it. And physically, those trees are going to have to be removed, unfortunately. And there's nothing that can be done? Not a thing. Not a thing at the moment. No, unfortunately. No. Chagas are working on varieties that are are resistant to it, but that's going to take time. So, you know, hopefully over a number of years, they'll be able to develop varieties of uh, ash that will be resistant to the disease. But at the moment, all pretty much all our ash trees right around the country. I mean, it's a huge problem and uh, it's going to be a dangerous problem as we come into the winter months with trees falling and becoming a problem.
Porik, thank you for that. Lovely to talk to you as ever. That is Porik Horkin, horticulturalist and of course graduate of the National Botanic Gardens. Reminder that if you missed anything that Porik had to say or anything that anybody on the show had to say, all of our items from today are uploaded as podcasts. You can listen to on the News Talk app powered by GoLoud. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.